This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Han Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello, guys. Hey, first take. Nice. Hello. Uh, all right, and we have a guest with us today, Jacob. Say hello, Jacob. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> it's going to end well. <laughs> all right, Jacob is a friend of ours. Um... I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I think he qualifies for being on this podcast. He painted his room to look like the Batcave. <laughs> Qualification and... so... all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. Today we're going to be talking about the Avengers. Uh, Scott really wants to talk about you know some villains getting their comeuppance at the end. So Scott, tell us what we're talking about today. Okay, so we're going to start off with the the scene towards the end of the Avengers. When Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, uh, gets gets to meet the Hulk face to face in what is, for my money, the the most entertaining moment of the the entire film, and that's saying something because uh, that, that was one of the most uh, fun times I had in the theaters in a very long time watching the Avengers, even with the popcorn trick, especially with the popcorn trick. I knew it. Yeah. So the the whole time, uh, Loki's been, you know, just being a general douche and a bad guy, and a, a couple times he he actually gets some minor comeuppance leading up to that moment. The the Black Widow, uh, um, Scarjo, tricks him into giving away his plan just to sure. give her something to do, I guess. And then uh, Hawkeye again trying to give uh, him something to do, shoots that arrow at. At Loki when he's driving by on the the speeder or whatever you want to call him, and he catches the arrow, looks at the camera and just gives this shit-eating grin as if to say, "Oh, you're really gonna shoot an arrow at me?" And then the, the arrow blows up and knocks him off. And uh, so, so he, he kind of leads up to this moment. Uh, the Hulk walks in and Loki just goes off on him about how he is a god and he won't be bullied by anybody. And then the Hulk picks him up and slams it into the ground like a rag doll uh, two or three times. And then in a brilliant character beat, he stops for a split second to look at Loki while he was hanging from his hand and then smashes it in the ground a few more times. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And then the, the scene ends with, with Loki uh, intended into the floor, gasping in, in pain and surprise. Um, so it, it was just um, a, a very fun moment, uh, and, and Loki definitely deserved it. After two films, basically, um, and, and, it, and just as an aside, uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, Tom Hiddleston doing Loki, um, especially after the third movie, where he just seems to be having fun with the character. Um, and that that always translates in these kind of movies. Um, it's it, it's important to you know take the, the role seriously, but it is a comic movie at the end of the day, and I think it shows when the when the characters are into or when the actors are into the characters, uh, you you get better performances. It comes across on the screen especially in Loki's case. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, 
the scene I kind of want to start off with. Yeah, I just I'll have just to say, say... Go ahead, Alex. That um, Marvel, the movie studio, has a very impressive way of translating the ridiculous comic book costumes and turning them into something awesome. Because Loki's costume in the comic books it looks just really stupid. It's ridiculous. But the his movie costume is freaking awesome with the like giant antlers and everything. This badass. I think it kind yeah, of missed think... the mark on Hawkeye's costume. I kind of really wanted to see some ugly purple suit <laughs> with his <laughs> rain mask. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed with that one. Yeah, just like like Jacob <laughs> just pointed out, uh, they they've done a pretty good job. Like um, like both of you are saying, throughout all these these recent Marvel studio movies, of you know keeping the characters looking like the characters, but not completely ridiculous, at least within the context of the world. Um, and, and a lot of that, I think, goes along with the casting, which we've talked about before in previous podcasts. Uh, you know, the great, you know, the great casting helps overcome some of the goofiness of these costumes. True. Yeah. And that scene, I think, I, I don't see many movies in the movie theaters anymore, but when that scene with the Hulk happened, I haven't heard an audience, like, laugh like that in a long time. And it was, like, an awesome release. And that whole last, what, 15 minutes of that movie leading up to that, which was, like, pretty much nerd porn with... You know, this was shot after shot after shot after shot of like, oh, there's Hawkeye, oh, there's Iron Man, oh, there's the Hulk, oh, Captain America's doing something cool. It was just, oh yeah, when they're all in the group and the camera's going around them and all of them are doing cool stuff at the same time. Yeah, it just goes from shot to shot to shot to shot, and then, yeah, then you just kind of have that scene where Hulk does that and the whole audience is just awesome. Then I think it's another scene where Hulk lands right next to Thor, right, and he just punches Thor in the face. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a minor a minor moment of comeuppance. Yeah, they they, uh, they they wind up together on type of one of those flying whatever things, and uh, you know they they do some like ridiculous heroic shit, and they they end up landing and they're just both standing there. They look at each other for a second and then uh, Thor gives them a nod as if to say, "Yeah, bro." And then the Hulk doesn't even look at him. He just sticks his arm out and just punches him right out of the frame. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty awesome. It goes on to the next scene of probably uh, Iron Man bouncing the, the beam off of Captain America's shield or something like that. So, yeah, I just, I mean, we, we could talk a lot about that. I mean, I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up more. Um, well, it's but, no National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1, but... <laughs> this is true. Uh, this, this, might be, this might be the first week where we don't bring that up, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see what everybody has in their list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that's another example of a movie ending strong. I thought Avengers was good, but in the middle, it did get kind of boring. Like, when I, especially when I watched it again on, like, Blu-ray. It started out well, and there's a lot of crap in the middle. For me, a lot of crap in the middle. But then it just ends, like, so strong with all those action scenes. Where I was like, all right, this is a cool movie. Um, I think uh, it was really the only way to, to portray the Hulk, since he would have limited dialogue. They just kind of had to make him, make him like a comic relief character, but it was everything that he did in the movie is purely for the fans. And I think it yeah. really worked out. To show that in the movie, it, it's kind of based in a, the real world, but the stuff that they do, you, you know, it lets you know that it's still the Marvel universe. And I think Marvel does a great job of uh, bringing bringing those characters to the screen. Yeah, of 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 all the the live action versions of the Hulk, the Avengers is definitely the best one. Um, you you have him being the most like the Hulk. Um, it's it's a little specious towards the end where he, he's kind of all of a sudden able to come over overcome his anger for you know just story purposes. But 
Um, just just yeah. the way he's running through the the helicarrier, and when he's jumping up on the buildings and smashing stuff, that, that felt like the Hulk. Like you you get a little bit of that in the other movies, but this is the first time where just every every moment he's on the screen. I mean, that's that's what you want out of it. Uh, it makes you you know hope that they're gonna make another Hulk movie. Although maybe like Jacob's saying, this, this is the best way to present the Hulk, where he doesn't have to do any of the too much anyways of the heavy lifting of the yeah, story. He's not the main he just kind of just free just free to to hulk out when he needs to. Yeah. And uh Mark Ruffalo, you know, is good as uh Bruce Banner. Uh, just kind of a nice power, uh, counterpoint to Tony Stark. Cuz they, you know, they get they get on the helicar or the helicarrier and they nerd out with each other. No, the ending scene and Hulk comes out and he's like, you know, oh, my secret is, you know, I'm always angry. I mean, I didn't really believe that, though. The whole movie is kind of like grimacing. I thought he was just always constipated. That's <laughs> <laughs> just Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah that was the one was... thing I didn't understand. Like, oh, I didn't understand in the movie when early in the movie he couldn't control his changing. And then when he did control, when he was the Hulk, it was like he couldn't control himself. Like he was going after the girl. I forgot the girl character trying to kill Scarlett Johansson, basically. But then at the end of the movie, he's friends and everything's fine. I didn't understand that. I, I think there was, there was a weird thing that they didn't really explain, and then and this is some I I talked about this before that drives me nuts when the when the master plan is to get captured uh, as, <laughs> yes. as, as Loki did. It's a stupid uh, but, plan, right? But it it made it seem like with that when they twisted the camera around and almost made me barf. And the one scene where they're all arguing with each other, um, and the camera does like a complete three sixty and goes backwards and upside down. The the staff was like causing like. It was causing some kind of emotional distress among them, so it was actually like, so uh, like Captain America and and Tony Stark don't like each other, but they're like amplified and they're actually ready to fight each other. Whereas the Hulk's trying yeah. to be cool, and he loses his cool because that staff's in the room. I think that was kind of the implication. Plus, Banner was uh, holding it at the end, and he didn't even know it. Right. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that that's that, that it kind of explains why in the Hell Carry he, he definitely loses it was because of uh, the staff and maybe a little bit of Loki. Maybe he was working some kind of whatever. But, uh, yeah, that, I think that was the implication with the super weird Dutch angles. And... A wizard did it. Got it. All right. A wizard <laughs> Okay, so I've, I've got an extensive list. Uh, this, this was kind of an easy one to come up with a lot of things for. But uh, I'll throw it to somebody else for now, and then I'll, I'll come back to some of my other ones. Uh, let's start with Alex. Ooh. What you got? Well, first of all, uh, famous Simpson line from Homer Simpson's <laughs> from the uh, episode "Guess Who's Coming Home to Criticize Dinner." I don't think that's the actual name of the episode. I might have gotten like a couple syllables off, but <laughs> where he says Homer Simpson will never get his comeuppance. You hear me? No comeuppance. <laughs> and the favorite, my favorite part of that episode, as a little aside, was when the French pastry chef made the giant super hypercaloric eclair for homer to eat and then he stuck a <laughs> a hose that was pumping in just butter and then another hose that was pumping in poison <laughs> and all of a sudden the third hose that he pumped in was antidote and he just stood back and he said <laughs> he's like oh no and then he pulled out the the <laughs> antidote hose <laughs> that was freaking priceless I like when the Italian chef's like, my friend put a horse's head in his bed. <laughs> he ate that, too, and gave it a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was gold. But anyways, 
what I tried to do was, because of the no come up in slant, I tried to come up with uh, movie villains or people that deserve come ins but didn't get any, like, ever. And okay. that was surprisingly dry. Like, a lot of movies do some, you know, at least one form or another of come ins on the villain, because that's, you know, what the audience want. We would all feel ripped off if the villain got away completely scot-free. So the only example that I could come up with on the top of my head was on the TV show Game of Thrones. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's on What's HBO. That about? It's that, on that's HBO. the one about the, the vampires, right? Close. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to come in until this next season. Spoiler alert. Oh. But um, Walder Frey, after the Red Wedding. Spoilers! Okay, continue. <laughs> um, really hasn't gotten any comeuppance. Well, yeah, I think I think that's the, yeah, I think I think the uh it's kind of the George R. R. Martin thing is the second you try to do the right thing or the honorable thing or the good thing, uh you're going to get smacked down for it. Like you're going to pay for it. Whereas well, I didn't get that at all. Whereas if you're just a gigantic dick, like <laughs> you're going to live happily ever after. <laughs> kind of like so, in real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that's so we'll, funny we'll that you see. brought that up. Because I was going to say, I was thinking of the same thing, and I was like, all right, well, who? Well, first I was thinking, who got their comeuppance in Game of Thrones? <laughs> like, nobody. Stars <laughs> get their comeuppance. Other than that, nobody. Oh, yeah, these are all spoilers, by the way. <laughs> nobody bad has really died yet <laughs> that I can think of. I mean, Jamie Lannister characters. kind of has gotten his comeuppance. Oh, he lost his little hand. I mean, well, that's, that's the thing, though. He, he only lost the hand when he tried to help out Brienne. Oh, that's So true. after he tried to do the right and good and honorable thing is when he paid for it. <laughs> not not any other shit that he did. I got I think I have a character that probably hasn't had his come up things. Now, granted, I think I've only seen one and two of um now I can't even think of the movie. Star Wars. Uh, the movie where it, the, there's this guy and he controls a puppet and he kills you know, he makes him go through all these like puzzles. Oh, Jigsaw? Oh, Jigsaw, yeah. Jigsaw. Now, there's probably like ten of them by now, but at least in the first couple, he gets away. No, really yeah, the, the, the way it all plays out, yeah, he never really gets his comeuppance. Yeah, he does from like some disease or something, like kind of peaceful. Unless you call that cancer stuff, a comeupping. <laughs> comeupping. For, for all he's done, nah. That's not really comeuppance. But yeah, that's a good that's a good example. Well, that's that's the thing about about horror movies is that it can go either way with that stuff. True. Um, you you never know if like if you if you go to see a horror movie and you walk away with the villain having one out, you know, you're not going to be surprised because that kind of goes along with the genre. Whereas if you're watching Die Hard and McClane is the one that dies at the end, like you you're, you're going to call bullshit on that. I don't think Hans Gruber got his comeuppance. <laughs> Speaking of Die Hard, you know. I just watched the newest one yesterday, and I gotta tell you, what a movie! <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they just realized at that point they just needed to put out a movie. Basically, the whole movie is like making fun of itself. Even in part, you know, halfway through the movie, like Bruce Willis tells the son, "Should we hug it out or whatever?" The son's like, "That's not us. We're not that kind of family or whatever." And uh, and then Bruce Willis says, "Well, what's my thing then?" And then he just sons of Killing bad guys. That's your thing. It's totally full of fun that whole movie. So so was that was that an R rated or PG thirteen? I haven't seen it. I don't know. It was on uh it, it was probably PG thirteen. 
Yeah, yeah. it, it might have been one of those really stupid, oh, it's PG-13 in the theaters, but if you buy the Blu-ray, you'll get the unrated version with a bunch uh, of CGI well, yeah, they blood say that. added. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think John McClane is well served by PG-13. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so it was a lot easier, you know, remembering villains that got their comeuppance. And uh, one of my favorites was in UHF, was when the main um, RJ, the station owner of Channel 8, and for you kids that, you know, <laughs> don't remember the UHF stations, those are the stations that were above, like, 1 through, I don't know, 12. They were, like, in the <laughs> 20s through the ni- through the like 80s of the channel. Those were, those were still the antenna-based ones, too. That was still terrestrial. Yeah. T- like Short history antennas. lesson. TVs used to have two knobs, one for just 1 through yes. 12, and then the other knobs that have, like, the rest of the channels, 2 through, like, 88. And well, They also had faux wood paneling. <laughs> so much faux wood paneling. It was 2 through 13, fool. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Old man Jeff. You're giving a history lesson. Get it right, sonny. <laughs> and when, Jeff, when Jeff got to change the channel to watch The Honeymooners... <laughs> That's right. Pow, right in the kisser. That, that weren't 13 channels back then. <laughs> You're watching the Maytag Hour. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that villain really got his comeuppance, mostly because Weird Al was tired of villains not getting enough comeuppance in movies that he's seen. So he really wanted to stick it to RJ. So not only at the end of UHF, spoilers, does uh, Michael Richards... Help Weird Al and uh, his, you know, Fran Drescher buy the station bags. Oh, not to mention the very talented Mr. Billy Barty went back to the UHF TV station. But he's like, oh, the spot. Oh, dang it. I don't get this UHF station. And then after that, there was a bum that comes up to him, which in previous scenes, RJ gives him like a penny because he's like, yeah, whatever. Don't spend it on one place. And it turns out that penny, like was worth thousands of dollars. It was an extremely rare rare uh, coin-collecting penny. And the dude's like, oh, look at this, and I got a really neat watch. And it was a Rolex, the one that RJ didn't get for his birthday. And then some more happy scenes. And then right after that, there was an Thanks, old lady. Thanks, mister. Yeah. <laughs> really neat watch. Then after that, there's an old lady that just comes up to him. Oh, are you RJ, the owner of Channel 8 News Station? like, of course I am. Then she just knees him right in the balls. Not only that, but then Billy Barty, like, as his RJ's son was trying to chase after him. Oh, Dad, I'm so sorry. Billy Barty, like, trips him, and he falls in the mud, and he has this great scene. <laughs> He's like, Hoo-hoo-hoo. So uh, that dude, like, really got his come up. Why don't you keep telling us more about the movie? We have time to kill. Oh, okay. It was made in 1980-something. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to save... Nice. It was supposed to save uh, Orion from <laughs> bankruptcy, but like all these blockbusters like Indiana Jones came out at the same time, so it completely buried the movie, so Orion went bankrupt. Fun fact. Yep. It, test, it tested better than RoboCop. They were like super excited about it, but they didn't know what to do with it. And speaking of Anyways. RoboCop, the dude that I felt got the... <laughs> I think he got maybe a little bit too much comeuppance in this movie. Was the guy that got melted in RoboCup? Red. Yeah, Red. He fell into a vat of acid and he climbed out. No, that's he, not. That's not, not Red. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, not Red yeah, Foreman. Yeah, yeah. 
But and yeah. then he got hit by a car. <laughs> right? And he splattered all over that thing. It was just liquid by that point. I love that movie. I that think he made a full recovery, out, though, and then he just started wearing a purple suit and dyed his hair green after that. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, he didn't go all <laughs> Joker. That was weird. <laughs> Smiley. And then there's uh, a couple of movies. These two next movies, I felt, were just a series of bad guys just getting their comeuppance. First is A History of Violence, where if you're a bad guy, but if you were a bad guy but kind of trying to make your life right, you you were fine. But if you were just a really, really bad guy, then you were going to get some serious comeuppance. Like the two uh, serial killers at the beginning that ousted uh, Viggo Mortensen, they got their comeuppance. The doctor, what's-his-face, he got his comeuppance. Ed Harris, he got some serious comeuppance. Plus, everybody that they told to kill Viggo Mortensen, all they, all of them got their comeuppance. Nothing? Anybody? I've never seen it. Can't oh, comment. Yeah, <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. I think I just confused that movie with Eastern Promises. Mm. Is that anything like Eastbound and Down? Pretty much. I get confused with Viggo Mortensen and Carlito's Way. <laughs> Come on, man. Look what they did to me, man. Just kill me, Carlito. He's <laughs> like, I shouldn't have diaper, man. I remember, because I didn't know who he was when I first watched Carlito's Way, and then watching it after Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is really when I knew who Viggo was. And then when I went back and I saw Carlito's Way, I was dying. The Vig. <laughs> the Vig. Continue, Alex. Thank you. Uh, we'll go through these real quick. Uh, the you. Rock, where the dude gets the uh, VX gas pearl shoved in his mouth. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Bucks out of you. He starts melting too. And Ed Harris kind of gets his comeuppance in that one too, since he started the whole thing. Yeah, but he kind of comes back at the end, so he's not as deserving as. Yeah. That, that was kind of a hallmark of. It, it came out in the '90s, but it still felt like an '80s action movie. But the the villain wasn't actually that bad of a guy. So you had to have like ex- you had villains that were villains all along become like even more villainous, like in order yeah. to the Candyman and what's his face. In order, because you're like you're like, oh, I don't really want to kill Ed Harris anymore, so we got to kill these other two random guys that are like super dicks. Yeah, exactly. That was a good. Good call. We finally had our first The Rock reference. I'm happy. Good job, Alex. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> you're welcome. See another uh, another just really quick one is uh, Days and Confused when Ben Affleck gets that paint all over his. All over him. Oh, yeah. That's great. And uh, one of my favorites was in uh, at the end of Happy Gilmore, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> oh, this was on my list. And Happy is, no, I, th- I think I would just win now. <laughs> and he makes that awesome, like, bank shot through the tube and everything. And he's like, no! He tries to take a jacket. I believe that belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws, yeah. And you can count on me. <laughs> <laughs> to be waiting for you in the parking lot. And yeah, that, finally, that was, uh, right. I was, was going to say, uh, Christopher McDonald as, as Shooter McGavin. That was classic, like, douchebag, like, right out of the 80s kind of character, caricature that I always like. Crossover moment. Yeah. Favorite Adam Sandler movie. Yes. Favorite Adam Sandler movie, huh? Jack and Jill. All right. It's probably punch, like punch Drunk Love. Oh, that's a good one. That's actually one of his good ones. <laughs> I would say Wedding Singer for me. I love that movie. It's got to be Happy Gilmore for me. Scott. Yeah, I'd, I'd have I'd have to go with Happy Grown Gilmore. Ups. <laughs> yeah. Grown Ups. Grown Ups 2. Jeez. Grown Ups 2. 
I, th- I think those those earlier Sandler movies, he had kind of a a charm, like the just the buffoonery. You know, he's still likable, even even if he wasn't like the best character or the best guy in those movies. Um, and you know that kind of wears off by the time you hit like yeah Jack and Jill and Eight Crazy Nights or whatever the hell that, oh, that piece of crap that cartoon was awful. animated was was really bad. Was... Uh, doing movies with Drew Barrymore, it just he it seems he's lost some of the the mojo, as it were. Well, he did. Well, Drew Barrymore was wedding singers, and that's classic. That's true. That's the I think one, that's pretty much. Yeah, I think everything after that was not so good. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen Fifty First Dates. Maybe that was okay. Eh, it eh. it had its moments. It was okay, but that's yeah. about it. And Big Daddy was kind of good too, but I like Wedding Singer better. Yeah, yeah I think it really goes like Billy Madison, uh, Happy Gilmore, Wedding Singer, and then it kind of goes downhill from there. And then blah, 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 blah. And nobody funny, ever mentioned people. Little Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I kind of laughed at uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I can't say that I actually recommend it, but it, it did, did make me laugh at certain points. I think, like it, the I, think uh, I think I thought. That's my boy was entertaining. Oh, I haven't seen that. I no, only want to watch that one because of Andy Sandberg. Actually, they pretty much look like they could be related. <laughs> Jews. Alex at Gmail. Don't forget Spanglish and uh... God, Jeebus! I wish I could forget that. Uh, I I liked Funny People at least the first two thirds of it. Anyways. Oh, were they funny? No, that wasn't really that wasn't really an Adam Sandler movie per se. But one of the best Adam Sandler movies doesn't even have him in it. Which one is that, Alex? Airheads. No, he's in Airheads. Oh, not in it. Yeah. Oh, Grandma's Boy. Yeah, well, your life story. <laughs> I, lo- I know. The main character is me, Alex. <laughs> Adios, turd nuggets. Please sit on my face. I am a genius. Boop, boop. And now Jonah Hill's like an Oscar-nominated actor. That's weird. <laughs> I need so to see. Who's better, skinny see. Jonah Hill or fat Jonah Hill? Ooh, crossover moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grandma's boy Jonah Hill is still the best for me. Yeah, that's fat Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah, I want to say fat Jonah Hill. Because he was still kind of chubby and super bad. He was in between, but he was full chubs and uh, Grandma's boy. I forgot about Superbad. That might be better than Grandma's Boy. He's gold in that. <laughs> He's so raunchy. <laughs> yep. Anyways, my last uh, comeuppance moment comes from a little-known TV show called South Park. And there's two moments that are my favorite with uh, Eric Cartman getting his comeuppance. Is one was in the episode when he started a Christian, ro- a Christian rock band called Faith Plus One. <laughs> and he kept ragging on Token. You know, for being black, of course. And at the very end, Token just loses it. And he completely just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> and then everybody's quiet. And T- Butters was, you know, just bumping his own knuckles. <laughs> he just goes over to Carpet. He farts in his face. <laughs> he just says, fuck you, Eric. And he flips him <laughs> off. And then he just walks off. Very, very un-Butters-like. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. And then the best time that Eric got his comeuppance was in the breast cancer show ever when Wendy was trying to talk about breast cancer awareness and Cartman was making fun of him. (laughs) Then Wendy challenged him to a fight and Cartman was so scared that he wanted to avoid it at all costs. But at the very end, he actually got to see the fight and boy, she just beat the ever-living shit out of Cartman. Like, she she was grabbing him by the hair and pounding him on, like, those uh, metal gymboree type of... (laughs) 
climbing things oh, right in his face. Was, well, that that was great because he was he was afraid if he lost the fight that it, all all of his friends wouldn't think he was cool anymore. <laughs> so he gets the shit beat out of him. And he's like, oh man, now you guys won't think I'm cool. And they say, we never thought you were cool. And he said, he said, oh, you're just saying that to make me feel better. <laughs> I must. I really am cool. <laughs> yeah. So he learns nothing. <laughs> That's the best part of that episode. Oh, hooray! Except, <laughs> except, yeah. Except maybe not to fuck with uh, Wendy. Yeah, he's got swollen eyes, a missing tooth. He's bleeding everywhere. Yeah, that was awesome. So, those are my comeuppance moments. Nice, Jeff. Good list. Or Jacob. Um, all right. Yeah. I'll go. Um, so I came up. It was hard at first. Whoa. And then uh, <laughs> it was hard for us to start thinking about it. I was actually uh, drinking with some buddies from uh, from work, and they Great actually surprise. started giving, <laughs> giving me some uh, ideas. And uh, they, they, I used to like guys were done, and they just kept coming up with ideas, trying to figure out something. Right, stop. But uh, so a few I had of Lethal Weapon 2, Diplomatic Community. Oh, man. Oh, man. Another one on my list. I was going to use that one. Damn it. <laughs> Diplomatic Thanks. Community. Just. Bullet to the face. Fuck, fuck it. Just shoot him in the face. Awesome. Um, no, but he shoots him from far away, too, with a <laughs> revolver. Yeah. And I, I, lo- I love that moment. That, that whole final sequence when they're on the boat is just the epitome of the 80s action movie where the system doesn't work, man. Like, you got to take the law into your own hands, <laughs> especially if you are the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then not only does that guy get it, then the other guy gets the whole crate dropped on his head. Yeah, his whole body. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another one I have is uh, I just have the entire movie of Taken. It just seems like that whole movie is just comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, just, it is. <laughs> he's just killing everybody he can to get and his daughter back. So, so Ivana Anatop gets the biggest comeuppance of all. Really? Well, yeah, because Liam Neeson after that has a, the biggest "I told you so" in his back pocket, and that's how he wins her back, and that's why they're married again in Taken Two. But he doesn't do it in the movie. And they're, and they're not afraid. married and taken. They're two. not married and taken, two, but they get back together. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. even better. In Taken Two, isn't she married to somebody else at the time when he like? They're like their they're, her marriage is on the rocks with the guy from the first movie. So she commits adultery. I'm taking you to court. <laughs> Divorce court. <laughs> Alright, um, the next one I have is, I actually mentioned this last week, but the end of Death Proof, when Kurt Russell <laughs> gets, gets shot and gets hit with a car and gets kick, shit kicked out of him, and then gets a freaking heel to the face at the end of the whole scene. <laughs> that was awesome. That's pretty much getting your comeuppance for being a dick. That, that was the best moment out of the whole four plus hours of the combined grindhouse. I mean, maybe the machete trailer, the machete trailer was was better some of those trailers but uh, yeah in the movies themselves that was definitely the best moment for me yeah the credits roll he's laying there and then it comes right back and you see uh, Rosario Dawson just heel kick right to the face oh god disgusting um <laughs> end of Raiders of the Lost Ark the Nazis Damn have their, <laughs> their faces melting <laughs> better think quick Scott <laughs> I've got a long list it's good alright cool um the other one, I have a combination, and so I was told you I was trying to think of Game of Thrones stuff. So, spoilers. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, no big guys have really had their comeuppance yet. However, two people have, and both by the same person indirectly. And that would be Viserys, 
with um, I think I said you said. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. When that he gets was his... good... that was definitely some good comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, he gets his finally he gets his golden crown poured the yes. hot hot gold over his head after he's you know just basically tr- you know whored out his sister treated his sister like shit. Finally gets his comeuppance there, and then I think it was the next season or the season after that when Daenerys gets her uh, army and she that guy's totally calling her a bitch a cunt the whole time. She sells the army to him. She pretends to give him the dragon, and then she just sends him everything loose on that guy. Oh, I don't know that guy's name. What's that guy's was, name, Scott? Uh, I, I forget. I don't think it really matters. It's just I think the, that was the, Pipple. The head, the head, sl- Dale. The the head, yeah. head. Sl- <laughs> Pipple. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is just Montel some. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it, it was too white to be Montel Williams. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Scott, you were gonna yeah, say something. I, I I don't think it matters. Just the whole point was for him to be a shit heel, and then for her to outsmart him, basically, in yeah, the best way a, possible. But he's a slaver and all that stuff. So getting his, he got his. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't exactly a good guy. Yeah. So another quick one. We actually mentioned this last week as well. The Pulp Fiction gimp scene when Bruce Willis comes back and uh, saves Marcellus, and uh, you know. You don't actually get to see his full comeuppance, but just the description of what it's going to be. Well, yeah. he, he got shot in the dick right off yeah, the bat. So. That's pretty good. Like, it was a good start. <laughs> it was a good start. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. If that's, like, the mild yes. version of his comeuppance, <laughs> holy crap. And then, um, I guess, pretty the whole end- fall for Moku. <laughs> the ending of Carrie, pretty much. <laughs> All those that, kids Oh, my gosh. Her. She's got yeah. superhuman powers. Oh, my gosh. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't think Travolta was in that movie. Yes, no, he's not. He is. He is. Oh my gosh! I don't remember making. You that said you'd help me move. Oh, jeez. All right. Anyway, end of Carrie. <laughs> um, here's another one. End of uh, Naked Gun when the guy falls off the stadium and <laughs> to his death, and then gets run over by everything. A marching oh, band, a guy in a bike. Ricardo Montalban. Yes. Um, the latest Rambo, when he just gets the fifty cal gun and just destroys the entire army at point point blank range. Ah, take that. One guy like actually like stands in front of the gun and he just gets liquefied, (laughs) turns into hamburger. Yeah. Uh, Then I have two more. Um, Quickly, um, spoilers. (laughs) Matt Damon at the end of Departed. Um, Oh man, (laughs) Matt Damon. (laughs) That uh, that movie. The movie brought. Headshot technology in movies forward by like twenty years. <laughs> everybody in the movie gets shot in the head. Think yeah. about it. It was a it was a hack, bro. Yeah. Auto aim hack. And so you know this movie's based off what Infernal Affairs, right? A Chinese movie. And I heard in that movie the guy doesn't get his comeuppance, right? That's the big difference. Is the Matt Damon character gets away with it? Yeah, I think I think. That's what happens, yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm glad that he got his comeuppance in this movie. And he just he thinks he thinks he got away with it. He walks in the room, Marky Mark's there, and he just he just bam right in the head. And then my final one is, "Hello, you killed my father. Prepare to die." Fucking hell! <laughs> did I still did I still hear Scott? I'm sorry. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> Six fingered man getting his finally at the end. Just when you think he's not going to get it, and he actually does, you know, throw the knife in Indigo, and you're like, oh, no. But then he fights back and, offer me this, offer me that, offer me everything in the world. 
I want my father back, you son of a bitch. It's, it's such a great byplay. You have Christopher Guest. He's so slimy as Count Rugen. Just, he's just kind of got that smirk on his face the entire movie. Oh, damn it. Even, even if you didn't know he was like the villain, you'd still want to see like somebody come by and slap him. Uh, and then, you know, Manny Patinkin has the great, you know, like Jeff just said, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. It, it's kind of weird that Manny Patinkin's career never really took off, at least unless, you know, he was turning down stuff. I don't know, but I can't really think of him in a movie other than The Princess Bride. Yeah, he's just done TV from what I know. After yeah, that. lately, yeah, lately he's on TV, right? He's on that show on Showtime. He's really good on that. Yeah, and I remember like, being in like Chicago. Like me. Or something. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean that movie is awesome. We've mentioned that movie a couple times now, but that I think is classic because he kind of sets it up the whole time. Yeah, know? and so when he finally does get it, you yeah. want. And it he's out. freaking out. He's running down the hallway, and there's the locked door, and he's freaking out, screaming for Fezzik, open the door. <laughs> yeah, he's getting away. And then Andre just comes up and slaps the door and it falls over. <laughs> Feet of strength. Which, yeah. by the way, I just have to mention this. When Fezzik brings the horses and Inigo says, Hey, Fezzik, you've done something right. He's been doing something right the whole movie. Well, it's, it's kind of like what I was saying last week. The You want to see more of these characters. Like, Fezzik is not the brightest bulb in the bunch. So he, he obviously got into some kind of trouble just for being so big and strong. And not thinking things through. So, you know, his time spent with uh, uh, an is rubbed off him in a positive way. So he was thinking ahead and he got the horses. Even though yeah. when they ride away, the stunt double that was riding away was clearly nowhere near the size of Andre the Giant. Oh, there's no horse that big, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I always took that line to mean, yeah, they've had many adventures together that you don't see. Yeah. So that's yeah, where exactly. that line is. And yeah. still, he did everything right in that movie. Don't worry, I won't let it get to my head. He climbs a rope, he saves what's-her-face from the screaming eels, he breaks down the door, like you said, he gets himself lit on fire. Come on. Why do you wear that mask? Were you born by acid or something? <laughs> Sleep well and dream of large women. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, so as we said before, R.I.P. Andre. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it in my list. Uh, Jacob. Let's hear Come up in here. Well... Well, the governor in Walking Dead is a guy that. Whoa, 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 holding on to a zombie daughter, thinking that she might turn around and come back. And then when, you know, Michonne goes in and, like, that's the worst thing that you could have done to him was just kill his zombie daughter off. And, you know, he just freaks after that. And then, I guess, the end of the last season, I mean, he really got everything that he, he deserved everything that he got. And uh, it was just awesome that Michonne was able to finish him off. Yeah, it was like, not, it was like two people got their comeuppance on him, right? It was yeah. Michonne and... Um... Oh yeah, that the, new uh, that character with uh, that he killed a daughter. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it was like not well, only one person. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Good call. Yeah. Scott, you back? And uh, Scott, you back? God damn! This is what he gets for being lazy. I I just assumed he was all caught up. I mean, who isn't? I'm not, but I don't care. Oh, you're not either. 
No. He's got, so, an uh, he's got an eye patch. He deserves some comeuppance. <laughs> we may want to put a little tag at the beginning of this episode saying, uh, spoilers. Spoiler alert? Nah. Well, the one Scott, is, uh, have you guys seen the, new, the remake of uh, Evil Dead? Oh, no. Oh, dude, that, de- that demon, or the possessed girl, or whatever, I guess it's all of the demon, really. That demon gets some comeuppance at the end of the movie. Oh, Pretty, man. uh, it, it's, it's a lot different than what I, um, remember the original being like, but it was pretty decent. It was kind of scary, actually. You know, I was watching it at night, like, raining. It's like a windy day, so I was like, what the hell? Hearing all these noises. Anyways. Yeah, the first Evil Dead is actually really, you know, creepy in that low-budget type of, you know, 70s, early 80s kind of horror film thing. It's, it freaks me out to this day. I mean, <laughs> the DVD came in like a Necronomicon facsimile DVD Did case. It? <laughs> yeah. This is fucking yeah, scary. I like, I'm looking at it right now. It's creepy. Yeah, in the movie, I guess, I mean, why wouldn't you want to open up a book wrapped in human flesh and covered <laughs> in blood <laughs> and then recite things out of it? I mean, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, uh, so, also, I don't know if you guys um, watched the Spartacus series on Cinemax or Showtime or whatever, but basically no. the entire it. nation of Rome gets their comeuppance. <laughs> well, we know that from history. <laughs> Oh, I wish but, Scott was on because he knows all yeah, about that. The fight scenes and 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 the uh, just how graphic they were were really awesome, and really well choreographed. And uh, and plus, there was just boobies all over the place too. So, oh yeah. What, what more can you want in an action show? Violence, fighting, boobies, drinking. Awesome. Cheers. Agreed. <laughs> here, here. Yeah, and you know, I gotta say. You know who deserved their comeuppings? Lassie. <laughs> I'm sure he tore up some some furniture, ripped up some shoes, or I guess the girl ripped up some shoes. Probably was just all around a bad dog. <laughs> Probably. I think Benji deserved it more than Lassie, though. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, what about Hitler's dog? <laughs> Patches? Blondie. <laughs> Hey, Scott, Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. Ah! Oh, Who would have thought? Spoilers. Hey, hey, Scott, are you back? Yes. Okay, so let me finish with that Walking Dead story. Um, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Strong. Yeah. Right, he smoked Spartacus, too, so you missed that. Spartacus. There was nudity and sex <laughs> and blood. No, that the city of Rome got its comeuppance. Oh, man. Yeah. You guys watch uh The Empire. You guys watch Banshee? Have not seen it. Never heard of it. So in one of the episodes it's pretty it's pretty good. Um but in one of the episodes the main character, the sheriff, has like a, a, a confrontation with this uh UFC fighter or whatever. UFC fighter's just like a real dick. And um he ends up taking this guy back to his or this girl back to his trailer and they're kinda of messing around but then she tells him to stop. And then he basically, like, rapes her and, like, beats her up, like, pretty much puts her in a hospital. So the sheriff finds out, and he, like, heads over to meet the UFC guy, like, like during his fight. Like, pulls him out of the ring, and they just, like, go to town. And, I mean, sheriff's, like, dirty fighting, too. He's, like, biting the guy in the arm, like, poking his eyes out. And in the end, he, like, just totally, like, beats, like, lays the beat down on this guy, and, like, breaks his arm 
breaks his jaw. Like, the, the guy's totally messed up. He'll never fight again. And that guy, he really deserved what he got. I mean, that character was a tool. You guys should watch it. <laughs> All right. That sounds pretty cool. What channel um, is that on? I don't know. It's on a... I think it's a Cinemax show. Cinemax. So the the premise of the show is this guy, he, he like, does his crime, and he gets released from prison, and uh, he's, like, you know, looking for this girl. He goes to this town, and he ends up in this bar, and he's just having a drink. And this other guy walks in the bar, and he's like, hey, I'm the new sheriff. Like, let me have a steak and, and a drink. You know, it's my, my first day tomorrow. So he's enjoying, like, a nice meal before he starts work. Then these two thugs walk into the bar, and they work for, like, the town mobster. And they're trying to collect money off the books so the mobster boss doesn't know about it. So they're trying to collect money from this bartender. And the guy's like, he's like, you know, uh, should I get him money or not? Sheriff gets involved. So now there's like this standoff. So the sheriff gets shot, he dies, and then the two thugs die. So then the guy that got out of prison assumes the identity of the sheriff and becomes the town sheriff. Ooh, that sounds cool. Interesting. I don't have Cinemax, cool so. Not the legitimate channels, anyway. I don't even know what that means, but all right, I don't have Cinemax. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> okay. Oh, the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the uniform. Nice. Any more, Jacob? I'll, I'll pass it up to Scott. All right. Ooh. Uh, before I start, would Princess which one Jacob make? Would Jacob mention so I don't do it twice? He mentioned that um, the... Uh, damn it, I wanted to say it, but that's a dick move. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned Walking Dead. He mentioned... Um, Rome. Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, come on, that's not come up and <laughs> Jesus got his come up. No. <laughs> that's that's not tough, Joe. Joe. He was luring people away from the Jewish faith. <laughs> Jesus. No, Jesus. Oh. No, Jesus, the the plumber that didn't finish the job that I hired him to do. What what do you guys want? <laughs> you can email Jacob at Jacob at Jacob at gmail dot com. Yeah, dot com. <laughs> You're a dot com now, Swilhelms. Oh man. All right, no, he won't repeat them because yeah, he might. But okay. go for it. All right, so we've got some other ones to go through here. Um, Actually, I'm going to call for a beer break. All right, we're back, All right, Scott. All right, uh, start back. back up again with uh, somebody we've talked about before in previous podcasts. Uh, William, Ath- William Atherton uh, has the trifecta um, from Ghostbusters, Die Hard, and Real Genius. And in all three of these movies, he's not the main villain. He's just kind of this super 80s yuppie bureaucrat, like side villain. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, and, you know, he gets his comeuppance in all three movies. Um, you know, Gus Busters, it's proven that he has no dick. And uh, he gets the uh, the marshmallow bath at the end. Um, die Hard, he gets punched by Mrs. Gennaro. Uh, McLean. Mrs. McLean. Holly McLean. It's Ms. Gennaro. Uh, and then in Real Genius, uh, he basically gets his house destroyed, which really <laughs> is actually... got that popcorn. Yeah, which actually might be taking it a little too far <laughs> as far as the 
the revenge prank goes. Uh, not only is his house completely destroyed, but uh, he walks up to the door and it gets blown off its hinges. So there was enough force from the popcorn to, like, basically to have killed him if he had, like, been inside the house. So um, still a good prank, but uh, William Atherton definitely got some comeuppance in the 80s. They put that on Mythbusters. The popcorn thing? Yeah. Hmm. Confirmed? I don't know. Plausible? <laughs> they could have a popcorn-themed uh, episode. They could do the popcorn trip to... <laughs> Does the popcorn trick feel good? Confirmed. <laughs> Jamie's hand was kind of rough, but... <laughs> His mustache was excellent. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, I I don't think anybody mentioned Commando, so I'll just toss that there real quick. Uh, Sully and Bennett. Uh, <laughs> yeah. def- definitely get some comeuppance. One of my favorite movies, uh, which we haven't gotten really the chance to talk about it yet. Escape uh, to Witch Mountain? I, I love the hell out Witch Mountain? <laughs> Escape to Witch Mountain? <laughs> Witch Mountain? Witch Mountain. I hate you, Alex. <laughs> You're the one that said it. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I'll talk about one of my, my favorite movies, a movie oh, I love the hell out of. Um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, I know it's 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 a movie with the yeah I know a lot some people didn't like it um, oh, you're man, wrong Jeff. but uh, there were there were a lot of uh, villains in this movie and they all got their comeuppance in one form or another <laughs> they got, all got turned into change yeah uh, the <laughs> final one spoilers uh, Gideon Graves gives the <laughs> first he swallows his gum if that wasn't bad enough it's gonna be in a digestion track for like seven years. <laughs> Seven years, and he, he gives the the final exasperated. I'm what's big. I'm blowing up. To which Michael Sarah says, "You're right. You are blowing up." And then he kicks him under the chin. And he explodes into seven million coins. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, the 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 end of the the Todd scene when he gets his comeuppance. <laughs> Once you were a vegan, but now you will be gone. And then he yeah. just. Vegan? <laughs> he's headbutted, and then in the background you see uh, Thomas Jane and Thomas Clifton, Thomas Clifton Jr. high fiving each other. As they, as yeah, they yeah, that's a classic scene from a classic movie. By the way, give um, me my books back. Hmm. <laughs> give me my. Don't pretend like you don't know. Give me my Scott Pilgrim books back. I don't know what you're talking about. Son of a bitch. You can't Google it either. Uh, <laughs> Kill Bill Volume Two. Um, specifically just L Driver. Um, she's probably the most hateable villain in the, in, in both movies. And the fact that she doesn't get killed makes it even, makes it even better. Uh, that's the first and last time I've ever seen somebody squash an eyeball like that. Oh, gee, uh, that was gross. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was, that was some, some very good comeuppance. That was a good one. She, and then you know, after the eyeball gets plucked, she's just flailing around, screaming, like still saying, "I'm gonna kill you, you bitch!" And you know, she gets left out there for dead in the trailer with the, the black mamba still in the trailer. Let's see. Question I still mark? can't watch that scene when she steps on the eyeball. I have to turn away. That's how big of a wuss I am. It's <laughs> no, so that, gross. that is gross. Like I'm not squeamish, but that's uh, <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Because if she had shoes on, it wouldn't be that bad. But like, just barefoot in between the toes. We, we talked about uh, Happy Gilmore. 
we but did. in Billy Madison, uh, the O'Doyles, the O'Doyle clan, <laughs> <laughs> set up they set up that joke at like towards the beginning of the movie. <laughs> the O'Doyle rules. Uh, you get to the, to the very end when the whole family, after the whole movie of just being jerks, <laughs> they, rules. O'Doyle rules. rules. They run over a banana peel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Chris Harley yeah. dropped out of the school bus. Ah. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Assuming you didn't just make that up. Uh, <laughs> Alex is right. Okay. Bam. I want to talk Veronica about... Vaughn. Sorry. It's one <laughs> piece of ace I know from experience. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm pretty sure we quoted this in a previous podcast, <laughs> so let's go, Scott. Continue. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the future governor of Arizona, Steven Seagal. Uh, he, the villains in his movies typically get some pretty good comeuppance. Um, but I won't go and get into too much detail, but because for some reason, he barely ever gets touched by the the main bad guy that he fights at the end. There'll be like like a lucky stab with like a broken bottle or something like that, just to show that he might be in some kind of real danger. And then he basically slaps somebody around and shoves their face into a a, a console or something like that and stabs him, gouges out some eyeballs. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Sticks a. I'll take you to the bank, the blood bank. And uh, he got he got kind of messed elbow. up in his uh, first movie, Above the Law, where he was tied to a chair and they pumped him full of drugs and they were slapping him around a bit. And then he, you know, but it wasn't technically a fight though. No, That's but he, you know, he got Steven Seagal got beat up and then he, you know, broke the bad guy in half. Yeah, I uh, always hate it when he breaks those guys' arms, <laughs> elbows. The best always part break. of their movie. It's like it always gives me the willies. I'm like, oh, crap. It's like watching like. Joe Theismann's knee or something. They can't do it. <laughs> or uh, Silva from that fight a few weeks ago. Jeez. Oh, jeebus. I saw that. Yeah, see, I wouldn't watch it. People kept telling me, like, nope, don't need oh. to see that. <laughs> it's brutal. I didn't know a leg could wrap around another leg like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, another great one. Jeff mentioned this in one of our early podcasts. Uh, Paul Reiser definitely gets his comeuppance in Aliens. hey, hey. hey. Yeah. He tries to lock everybody out and keep himself safe, but he accidentally locks himself in with one of the larger aliens. And you don't actually see what happens to him, but it's uh, pretty easy to infer that it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> Kill I think me. they didn't lock it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they went and had brunch afterwards. Let's see. Uh, two, get two more here. One uh, is kind of the villain. He is the protagonist as far as moving the story along. But Joe Pesci's character from Casino definitely gets some comeuppance <laughs> for all the shitty stuff he did throughout the entire movies. Um, get, in his too. defense, though, he was high on coke. <laughs> Scott, you can relate. Defense. No comment. <laughs> no comment. That's a good one. I, my friends and I were actually talking about that at the bar. They came up like, wow, I that scene is so bad that I couldn't. He got more. He got too much comeuppance. In my it opinion. was so brutal. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He goes out there. He's all happy. And like even the narration's like, yeah, things are going good. They're gonna make my brother. And then the baseball bats come out, and the narration ends. And that's that's the brutal, the most brutal part is not him getting beat with the bat, but exactly. showing him watch his brother get beaten to death. Uh, you know, he screams like, no, he's still alive. Just leave him alone. And then yeah, they. The guy that was his like right hand man all along's like calling him a fucker and <laughs> you know he, he hits him the, the hardest with the bat. Um, 
See, that was, that was a brutal scene. Terry Benedict's money. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Terry Benedict. <laughs> old, old Wrong Terry. <laughs> He's what in this round. Uh, that's a good. That's a good crossover, Jacob. I like it. And then finally, uh, probably the biggest comeuppance, the the end of Inglorious Bastards, when Colonel Hans Landa thinking he's been so clever throughout the entire movie. You know, he sees the the horizon where the Germans, the Third Reich's gonna lose, so he works the deal to after letting uh, Brad Pitt go, that he'll go back to the other side and he'll you know, get to live in America and get all this stuff done. And they pull a sign along the road and they, they carve the swastika in his forehead because they made the deal with States, but not with Brad Pitt. It's like, you shot him. He was yeah. part of the deal. Nah, I'll probably get hollered at for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the deal was with you. <laughs> yeah. I thought about that, Scott, but I don't think, I know, I guess long term, that is the better punishment, what they did, but... He needed to go down in a gruesome way, like right there, and just be. That's he really needed to get, die on the screen. That was my opinion. Yeah, that was a you know a despicable character. That's that's true. Um, I mean, I mean the the punishment's actually good. He's gonna live a life of hell, and everyone's gonna know what well, he did. Just but... just just from the the standpoint, though, at least at the time, like he never saw it coming. Like this this guy thought he was so clever, you know, just one step ahead of everybody, and then all of a sudden have the rug pulled out from him like that. Was was, you know, pretty good. I mean, yeah, even if he does get to live out his life in America or whatever, but yeah. at at that moment he was definitely getting some good comeuppance. You guys can't see it right now, but I'm doing my Brad Pitt uh, face from that movie. Buongiorno, <laughs> <laughs> Arrivederci. Does it kind of look like the the pic on your profile? Yes, it does. Chivas, <laughs> Buongiorno. I'm just going to keep saying that until Scott says something else. <laughs> Buongiorno. <laughs> I'm, I'm entertained. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that that should round out my list. Uh, I guess unless somebody has another one they want to throw in there, uh, we'll move along. I wanted to Moby Dick. follow <laughs> Moby Dick. No, Moby Dick doesn't get a comeuppance, but Ahab does. Yeah, that's what he means, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, follow up on Alex's idea. I was thinking of two of... Um, People who should get their comeuppance but haven't gotten them yet or didn't get them. And I forgot to mention this when he was doing it. And I haven't read the book, so maybe it happens. But it better happen. Goddamn Joffrey better be torn limb from limb and shit on and... Uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> re-eaten yeah. and, but he deserves it. I'm just telling you, he freaking deserves it. That's probably two or those, three books along the way. The, <laughs> those gifts of uh, Tyrion slapping him in the show... <laughs> It's always make me laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, he just that actor just has the face. Like I think I would hate him in real life too. That's that's what I'm saying. Like the other actors have to hate him in real life, right? His name's like, Jackie Gleason for crying out loud. Yeah, that is true. To the moon. But I feel I feel bad for that kid. I think he's he's been on record as saying that once Game of Thrones is is done, he's he's gonna give up acting because. He gets so much shit, like, <laughs> on the streets. Like, everybody hates him so much, which means he's doing his job. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know he's the little boy in the first Bat- in Bat- Batman, Batman Begins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was like, oh, Batman, you should have just killed him right there. <laughs> <laughs> Prevented the whole Game of Thrones series. Or at least, yeah, you know, he, like, he doesn't kill him, but he could have put him in Arkham Asylum or arrested him or something. <laughs> could have made him Robin. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so, gonna yeah. get somebody killed. That's true. Yeah. 
Oh, just hey, Robin, go see if that bomb's live. What, this one? <laughs> Joffrey, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Where you is it? my permission to die. Where are the dragons? <laughs> <laughs> okay, your brother and your, or your mom and your brother. Damn it. Your mom <laughs> and dad are brother and sister. Whoa. <laughs> I don't and, know. This uh, make any sense. Let me record with this. Timestamp for the end joke, and I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I guess now we're at time for Neom News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Who's got news? I have nothing. Oh, I hey, did you guys see? I got, I got some news. What do you Ooh. guys think about this? Oh, you guys should be that? good. This should be good. No, it's it's real news. Real news. I just saw today in some article that some law passed where like ISPs can now um, control. I guess they can have they have greater control of the bandwidth, so like they can restrict the bandwidth when someone is streaming their video, like on Netflix or whatever, and yeah. they'll charge Netflix more money to open up extra bandwidth, which ultimately will get passed on to the consumer. They they allow that, or they're just talking about that. So some new law went into effect, or I guess ended, that it was preventing that. But now ISPs can do this. Really? Shit! I heard that they were trying to get it, but they were always getting. Uh, huh, interesting news. I'll look it up. That would suck, yeah, because now you can have like Comcast and all these guys who have their own content, uh, yeah, affect like Netflix and stuff like that. Ugh, that's terrible. Ter- terrible. Terrible. Anything else? Anybody? Yes. Uh, I've got some movie news. Uh, t- talked a little, bit, uh, a few podcasts back about Paul Rudd being cast as, uh, or being cast in the Ant Man movie. Um, it was officially confirmed yesterday uh, that Michael Douglas will be Hank Pym, uh, which would mean that Paul Rudd would be the Scott Lang character. So, so effectively, Michael Douglas will kind of be a mentor character if I had to guess he'd be the guy that actually comes up with the Ant-Man tech and Paul Rudd would be the one to use it uh, for those paying attention at home is this um, confirmed because I heard he Michael Douglas was set for the role as the villain to the movie I, I, they're just going to play Hank Pym okay yeah I don't know if I could see Paul Rudd as a superhero I think it'd be okay I, I mean if like 10 years ago, if someone said, oh, we're going to have uh, Robert Downey Jr. play Iron Man, he would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, plus, Ant- washed up drug addict? Yeah, so Ant-Man isn't exactly one of the higher tier <laughs> the Marvel characters. So, I mean, it, it's going to be an Edgar Wright movie. So, it, it'll it be good even if it isn't great. I mean, it'll be good even if it, uh, you know, it, it, can, it can only be good. Is what I mean. Will they work him into the Avengers movie? That remains to be seen because Ant Man will probably come out after Avengers two at this point. I, I, I think they're going to do three or something, right? Well, Avengers two is supposed to come out in twenty fifteen, so they haven't started production on Ant Man yet, so it's not likely. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, he is an Avenger, so who knows? Who knows how it'll shake out? Um, yeah, it's my nerd news. Cool. cool. Alex? Yep. I got a juicy tidbit. You guys uh, kind of remember the original Fantastic Four movie that will never come out ever? No. It was, it was the one by Roger Corman done in like the 90s. 
that like oh. a Toxic Avenger double feature? No, not the Toxic Avenger. I'm talking about the Fantastic Four. And Roger Corman did a movie, like the whole feature feature length movie, and it, it's kind of similar to the uh, Troll Two documentary. But these guys <laughs> that used to work for Roger Corman uh, did a documentary called Doomed about the Fantastic Four movie that nobody will ever see. Yeah, it talks about their theories about why it's you will never ever see this movie and everything. But I remember watching trailers to this movie on like VHSs of other movies and stuff. And in the ninety in the early nineties it was like, Oh my gosh, Fantastic Four, that looks freaking awesome. Probably would have been better than the more recent one. <laughs> Probably. I mean if Captain America wasn't in there, that movie would have been toast. <laughs> Ooh, I see what you did there. But yeah, that's my news. I was excited about that. Alright. So it's a documentary, you said? Yeah. It's called, called Doomed. Doomed. Yeah, you can buy it off their uh website. Buy it. It's not on Netflix? No, it's not a large release right now. It's kind of a... They're doing, like, donations in order to get a larger release, but you can still get the DVD for, like, I don't know, 10 bucks or something? Nope. Nope. Too rich for my blood. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. What do you guys uh, think about the, um, the, all the rumors coming out for the new Superman slash Batman slash Justice League movie? I know they they're piling on too many superheroes. It's like, like nobody every, like every week it seems like they're adding in a new character and it, it, I think essentially it is the Justice League now. I mean they have Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. I heard the Flash is make is in it or making a cameo. Oh, really? Um, I didn't even hear about that. And uh, uh Green Lantern, I think was going to be in it. Yeah, or... I heard about GL, but uh it's seriously nobody learned anything from Spider-Man 3. Come on. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. I learned nothing from Spider-Man 3, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm happy to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, oh. I think it's going to be cool, but I think, yeah, hopefully there's little small cameo roles, kind of like how Hawkeye was in the first Thor movie and stuff, like just like little small. Like know. not as their superhero personas, just as like their civilians. Yeah. So but, there were also rumors that Martian Manhunter might even be in it. Ugh. Well, he could be anybody. He's a shapeshifter. Yeah, or I think so. Like a couple of weeks ago, there was some, something came out like The Rock or Denzel Washington were being cast in the movie, and so they, they were thinking Green Lantern. But then someone also said one of those two might be the Martian Manhunter character oh, or the Denzel. human I'm, character. Denzel. I'm saying Martian Manhunter. I'm saying The Rock should be Lex Luthor, and I mean that. <laughs> and I mean that. I can see that. He can kind of pull off a villainous smile. I, th- I think it would be cool to have a Lex Luthor that is actually physically imposing after Gene Hackman and Kevin Spacey, you know, to actually have someone that, you know, at, at least when you put them on screen together, that there's kind of that, uh, you know, the dual physical physicality instead of just some kind of weenie guy that's really smart. Plus, he's got a shaved head. So. <laughs> he does have a shaved head. I can smell what he's cooking. <laughs> Rudy Pooh, Candy Ass, Superman. All right. Um, I think that's it for news, right, guys? Calling it. Uh, uh, just real quick, the thing uh, Jacob was talking about is uh, net neutrality. Yeah. That's what that's yeah. what got ruled against. Uh, so, anyways, that's sorry. That's what I said, bro. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about next week, Alex? I'm going to bring it back to video games, naturally. All right. 
and uh, I just recently finished Assassin's Creed 2, and I found it much, much better to the original Assassin's Creed. But this is a scene right almost at the end. It's the climactic scene, but not the ending one, where um, you finally open the vault, and you see actually a hologram of this like alien chick that's been living for thousands of years. But the thing about this particular scene is that she breaks the fourth wall in such a way that it actually really affected me. And that's why I thought it was really cool. Okay. So, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Wild card, bitches. (laughs) Wild card, so I'll be talking about video games I like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about alien movies. (laughs) All good. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, it for this week's episode. Make sure to go to our Twitter site and – or Twitter, <laughs> Twitter – tweet us, Twitter us, <laughs> tweet, tweet us. Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, all that stuff. Tech. Good night, everybody. Tweet, tweet us. <laughs> yes, tweet us. <laughs> tweet, tweet us. Twat us. Twat us. Yeah, Twitter. Good night, John Boy. Yeah. Oh, wait. Thanks, Jacob, for being with us tonight. I forgot to say goodbye to Jacob. Oh, earthquake. Oh, yeah. You're right. Fuck my agent. All right. I need you to come down to. I need you to drive down overnight and uh, pretend to be me because I got jury duty in the morning. <laughs> no, I want to go. Just um, here, so here's what you do. See, <laughs> this should be good. If you commit a crime before your jury, <laughs> you can't possibly be on it. This is true. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Science. And, and not even that. I I never have to vote again either. <laughs> it's true. <laughs>